Obviously. On the prompt. Do you ever think about, like, time? Like, <laughs> time is kind of weird, right? Like, how it works. Welcome to the prompt. A weekly panel discussion on technology and the culture surrounding Apple and related companies. It is the 18th of December, 2013. This is episode 27 of the world's greatest podcast, the final episode of 2000. And no, we got no, we got two more. I'm not talking about. Hi, Federico. <laughs> hey, Mike. Um, how are you? I'm very well. I have a significant I, issue with dates, just in I general. Think, I think that the issue is that I told you something about the number 27, and now you're getting worried that yeah. this is our final episode. Because do you know about the 27 Club? I am familiar with it, but tell our listeners. So the turn. So the, <laughs> we're gonna start the episode on a kind of a grim note. But the the Twenty Seven Club is a is a group of mus- musicians like Kurt Cobain or Jimi Hendrix or uh, Amy Winehouse uh, who died. Uh, uh, all of them they died at the age of twenty seven. It's like a a, a very strange coincidence, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Um, maybe maybe you got a little worried that you know episode twenty seven. This is our final episode. No, it's not the final episode. So that's why I said last. That it's the last episode because it's the last episode of the show. Because <laughs> yeah. it's over. So I'm back. I was away You're last back. week. You're back. You're back and you're up. Uh, I can hear that you are alive. I so. sure am. Yeah. And, uh, so I, lo- I really enjoyed last week's episode. So thank you to, to yeah. you and Stephen for, for for filling in for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we really missed you, Mike. Like, I, like I always miss you guys. And this week, unfortunately, we're missing... Our southern partner in crime, yeah, Mr. Stephen Hackett. He, uh, Stephen, is uh, away uh, this week. He's dealing with uh, some family-related matters. Um, his hero of a son, Josiah, his hero to to me and Federico. Um, he's undergone some surgery this week, and uh, we want to wish the Hackett family all the very best and Josiah an extremely speedy recovery. And uh, hopefully, Stephen will be back with us next week. Um, you should follow him on Twitter. You, you want to get updates, so um, at ISMH is where you will find Stephen, and uh, you can the hashtag hashtag go jgo um, is a good place if you want to find out what what sort of and keep track with everything that's going on in the Hackett family this week. But of course, Federico, we have some hmm. follow up. Follow up. There's and there's quite a bit of follow up. Yeah. Um, this week, and, and I'm going to try and it's interesting because I wasn't part of the show. Um, but obviously I listen, so I'll be able to go through the follow-up with you guys. So um, you made a mistake in trying <laughs> to talk about uh, Fountain. <laughs> I did, yeah. Uh, so basically my understanding, and you guys are talk- talking about it a little bit, um, Fountain is a markdown language, right? Yeah. Um, which It's like a, like, like, a, like a fork of markdown for screenwriting. Right. Yeah. And uh, you had Philip Grunich, Grunich, um, get in contact with you, and he gave you some uh, good good advice, like for oh yeah, um, different apps and stuff, uh, like Highland and Slugline. They're they're fountain apps for the for the Mac. Um, so yeah, they're, they're apparently they're a good place because as he's got on to say, uh, final draft for the iPad and final draft is like an industry standard is fifty dollars. So a lot of people are moving towards Fountain, is my understanding. 
I know I'm throwing an opinion in <laughs> about <laughs> uh, a lot of people are moving uh, to Fountain because it's a new a new system that is not proprietary like uh, the final draft system is. But right. Does that does that uh, does that gel with what with your understanding, Federico? Stick up for me here. Yeah, I think that I think that that's a nice summary, Mike. I think that you did your research, definitely. So you got my approval. I listened to an episode, I'm going to say a systematic, um, which is... The yeah, Fenton. there was definitely something that, that maybe I got confused, but I, I remember for sure I, I had a link to, to Slugline on Mac Stories, like a few months back, because I really was impressed by the app. Yeah. Maybe I, it was the, the promo video, I can't remember. Episode number 35 systematic on 5x5, five five, which is hosted by the Great Pro Tester. Brett's uh, guest this week, on that week, um, this was in March, was Rob Caudry, and he was talking about Fountain. Hmm. That's how I know about it. Hmm. Um, also, last week, you were talking a lot, and I really enjoyed this, about uh, the normal people. Oh, yeah. As we My friends. Them, your friends. Um, if only they knew what, what, I, what, what, I, what I say about them on my podcasts. <laughs> they, they, they don't know anything about what I say. <laughs> and, and it's not like when I, when I, when I see them in, in the weekend, I'm like, hey, you know, by the way, I, I talked about, you know, I, I pretend like nothing happened and, and, I, and I just keep looking at their iPhones. Well, you know, like people, you, you say that, oh, I spoke about you on my podcast, and they think that like one person heard it, you know? Like, no, it's, 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 it's really that when, when I try to say podcast, my friends are like, so you're like on the radio, and I'm not on the radio. I, I mean, it's, of course, it, it, it's like radio, but, but, but they expect to, 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 like to use the, the car tuner to, <laughs> to hear me on the radio while they're driving. That would so. be amazing though, right? Yeah, I don't know. Prompt FM. Prompt FM, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, we had, uh, in regards to some of that sort of... That along those lines um, of usual of usual, usual people, normal people, using these devices, um, Harshil Shah uh, got in contact on Twitter to ask about assistive touch and if, and if any of your normal friends are using assistive touch. Now, I'll just give a very brief overview for us of what assistive touch is for the people that don't know. It's an accessibility option that puts um, a touchscreen button um, on your iPhone, um, which is always visible on top of all applications. It can be moved around the screen by flicking it, kind of like chat heads in the Facebook app. Um, and it looks, it's like a circular button which you can press and it allows you to access all of the physical controls of the iPhone via touchscreen. So you can press this button and then get to the home screen. You can press it and change volume levels. You can uh, take screenshots, uh, lock the phone, restart the phone, etc., etc. Now, Federico, did you find many of your friends using assistive touch? Uh, Harshil says that it seems to be big there in India. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he, he made a great point because I, I forgot to mention this. And actually, you know, we should start referring to these people as common people, you know, like the Pulp album. From common 19- people common actually people, sounds yeah. a lot better than normal people. Common people, like, common. like the album. Yeah, I like it. Common people. Yeah. Yeah, common it's people good. like you, Federico. Yeah, come on. Uh, by the way, that, that album has got a couple of my favorite songs ever, like Disco 2000 and Common People itself. Disco 2000 is they're, an incredible song. They're so great. They're so great. Uh, so, yeah, he's absolutely right. Um, 
I've seen a lot of friends using the, the, the Assistive Touch feature, which, by the way, I don't know how they discovered it because it's somewhat hidden in the, in the accessibility preferences, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of friends do because they don't want to go to the Apple Store to, to you know, to return their iPhones and to fix broken home buttons. So, um, and maybe actually, you know, maybe the reason is that a lot of my friends bought the iPhone not from the Apple Store, but from a carrier store. Yeah. So they don't, uh, when, when the second year of, um, you know, of the return, no, what's the name? Uh, like the warranty. Right mm-hmm. when the second in Italy, the second year is, um, I think that it used to be that the first year you can go to the Apple Store. The second year you have to go to the carrier store, and the and the carrier will handle the, the like if if you can get a new phone or or if you have to wait for a repair. So a lot of my friends don't have, don't have the time or the you know they just don't want to go and and wait to 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 get another iPhone or to to get it fixed. You know, they yeah. don't want to. They don't want to go back to an old Nokia or something. So they just use the assistive touch feature, and um, and I'm pretty sure that at some point my mom asked me about this too, because she she was like, oh, you know, I see, I see, uh, I see that all my colleagues are using this, mm-hmm. like this. Uh, what did what did she say? Like like uh, she said that the the home button was an app. Oh, that must have been so confusing. For yeah, and I'm, like, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you saying? And so eventually I figured out because you said that there was a bubble moving on the screen. And um, so, yeah, it's a great point. And uh, I see a lot of people here too using it, especially because they don't want to, to, to wait for broken iPhones yep. to, to become normal iPhones again. Uh, just... I can't remember if we said it, but that the pulp album that we're referring to is called Different Class. Oh, Different Class, right? Yeah, right, yeah. Different Class. That's, yeah. What the, that's what Common People was on. Yeah, yeah, I see it too. I do you know what I? Th- I think it is Federico. Um, I don't actually think that iPhone uh, buttons stand the test of time because most people that I know that that don't upgrade every year, like us nerds, mm-hmm. seem to use assistive touch at some point. Yeah. Um, I've nearly been at that point. I had a, I once had a home button that was really bad. Like, you, I don't know if you've ever had this, but it was like you would have to basically feel like you were trying to push through the entire phone to go back to the home oh, screen. Yeah. I think that was my iPhone three. It was my iPhone four. That, that was where I had that problem with. I think that the iPhone four is especially problematic. For I think it was. I've seen I've yeah. seen a lot of people with iPhone fours uh, and and the, the, the defective button that uh, like after. Uh, two years, it starts giving up problems or sorts of issues. With, uh, so you have to to push really hard to, you know, to make it work. And so you start using assist- assistive touch. I'm yeah. Uh, I'm really interested to see how that plays out with the thing with Touch ID, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm very interested to see how these home buttons will be faring in aggregate within the next twelve months. But yeah. we got more on Touch ID in a bit, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> WhatsApp. What's That's up? What's pop. up, Mike? What, what's what's what, up? What's up, Federico? Um, yeah. <laughs> another another piece of uh, from uh, at Leet L Monster. <laughs> Clever. Um, <laughs> he he uh, wrote in to say about how uh, WhatsApp is used widely in Mexico. Um, I can attest to the fact that WhatsApp is used 
it is basically the predominant messaging system in the United Kingdom mm-hmm. amongst yeah. people uh, my age and younger. I have found um, and older. My mum uses WhatsApp. My so, mum too, and she. They should be friends. You, you should come great. with your with your parents here. Okay, our you parents know? should be friends, Federica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she uses it so uh, my brother can send uh, videos and uh, pictures of his children um, to my mother because the videos aren't cut down by um, like any sort of restrictions. And this was before she was upgraded to her new 5C um, where I was, I didn't have her using iMessage. Um, but yeah, now she doesn't really have a choice. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all my all my friends use WhatsApp, and I guess that like in the past few months, there are more services that people are talking about. Like I had a few friends mentioning uh, Line, no, not Line, uh, WeChat, I and I, um, I, uh, I got a few friends using Viber, but that's not really a messenger app. That's like a like a Skype competitor. Sure, I and, really um, like um, I I really like WhatsApp. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's very good at what it does. It's really fast. Yeah, it's super fast, yeah. and it's just yeah. ubiquitous. Um, yeah. And it's well, just, it's not a, it's not on the iPad and on and on the and on the Mac. Yeah, I meant as um, again as in amongst people as opposed to. to I guess devices. that it's really it's really the, the advantage. It's the fact that it's uh, for iOS and Android and Windows Phone. And I'm pretty sure that there's something for BlackBerry. Yeah, and I think they even have it on some like um, of those like Nokia Asher phones. You know, like the what's an Asher? I think they're the ones that they use that are like feature phones. Is that something that you smoke? A brimful of Asher. <laughs> um, we use GroupMe. Oh yeah, I don't really hear a lot of people talk about. I don't think I. I know that we use it and we love it. Um, yeah, because that that's my secret, Mike. I'm still got, okay. I still gotta write write the review. So oh, we don't use anything to talk. We never talk. <laughs> <laughs> and our last piece of follow up today, um, Bradley and Fraser over at uh, the Outer School uh, podcast. That's Fraser Spears and Bradley Chambers. Bradley um, has been on the show before. You will remember he started <laughs> the photo <laughs> kick that lasted for nine months. Um, they have finally posted their episode of the Outer School podcast, number 66, called Podcast Creation on iOS. Um, basically, uh, th- these guys, they, they especially Fraser, advocates, like you, Federico, uh, working mm-hmm. from iOS. Um, yes. I have a lot of respect to Bradley and Fraser for going through this and working all of this out. I have to say, this sounds so fiddly. Have you li- I don't know if you've listened, Federico. Um, I would suggest that you do. But basically, um, what they've shown t- to me is, um, yes, you can do it. It is possible mm. to end-to-end record a podcast on iOS. Um, it's possible. However, at the moment, you can't really do it with only one device. It's very difficult to do with one device. You need more than one device, one to record and one for a Skype call, for example. Um there are lots and lots of steps, and it's very, very fiddly. Um, the apps are maybe not fantastic for doing it at the moment. Um, but basically what they've shown me is, if I'm in a pinch, I can record a basic podcast with maybe one guest um, or two if I'm feeling 
uh, kind of crazy. Um, and I can get a, an okay quality show at the end of it. Like I can't replicate this show. It can't be. It cannot be done um, because of the equipment that I use. Um, it, it would just be ridiculous because me using the iPad would mean that I would have to carry around a mixer, which doesn't make any sense. I might, with the size of my mixer and all the other equipment that I use, then I'm going to be at home. So with with the Mac, but so um, so you're complaining about a mixer, but I like to remind you that Dr. Drang back back in the day mm. he used to carry a Macintosh in a bag. This is bigger than the Macintosh. Seriously? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. This thing mm. is huge, but the thing is, I wouldn't be a, the surface area of it is is much larger than a Macintosh. Mm. Um, okay. and then all just all the other things. I don't know where I'd, where I'd put my my uh, microphone arm um, and everything else that I use. But basically, go if you are at all interested in either creating a podcast on iOS or just hearing more about people that are moving their work to iOS and, and the things that they need to do that. This is a great place. It 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 does show. Um, when we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, uh, when it basically this is the reason I brought this up is because we had that whole uh, Federico went crazy topic um, a couple of weeks ago when Federico got very upset, which was awesome. Um, but uh, I just want to make a point uh, real yeah. quick, Mike. Um, uh, it's time for me to, to come clean and tell you a secret. Please do. You don't use the iPad. <laughs> no. So. Um, it, uh, I wanted to make this as a, a surprise, but I guess it's time to, to, to reveal... Mm. So basically, when I was in Bologna, I went to the Apple Store, and I I bought um, a Lightning to USB cable for my iPad, mm-hmm. uh, which is by the way like forty euros, which is crazy. Yep. But that's not the point. Uh, I wanted to see, without telling you, if I could record an episode of the prompt from my iPad. Which I haven't done, by the way. So don't worry. I'm using my mic right now. Yeah, I can't allow you to do something like that without telling yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, maybe I should surprise Mike. But then I started getting worried. Because um, I too have a lot of respect for Bradley and Fraser for doing this. And, I, and I'm super curious to, to listen to the episode. But I'm so afraid that, like, what if I'm recording like i set everything up i have my ipad i have the 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 the, the, the crazy looking app that fraser uses to to record uh, on ios uh, i have my iphone and i have the cable and and the microphone i'm recording and then ios 7 crashes yeah you're gonna kill me basically yeah i would uh, yeah it, it yeah. would not end well for you yeah so uh i would love to do this i just i just think that it's too soon because I mean my iPad is crashing every day like twice while I'm doing trivial stuff like browsing Safari or opening the multitasking uh, view yep and and what if I'm gonna you know record an episode or maybe what if I'm exporting the episode and it crashes and and my, my my episode is gone and you guys are gonna try to to kill me with 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 pitchforks or and, and you know all cr- kinds of bad stuff that I don't want to that I don't want to see or or touch and um yeah yeah, yeah you know I'm I'm just too scared to It would to be do interesting that. to try it um yeah maybe for for something that that it's not like like maybe we could make a few a few I don't know maybe you could try we could try without without making an official episode of the prompt like like the prompt mini 
Maybe we should all try and do it. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine Steven from his age? He's just going to yell a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and he, then I, he's, yeah. I can't imagine. He's gonna, be very happy he will throw the iPad out of the window. Probably. Shall we get on some topics? Yes. So we've got a, a handful of topics today. Um, yeah. I got another surprise for you, Mike. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I bought a phone. <laughs> I bought sure an you I- did, Federico. Why not? <laughs> I bought an iPhone 5S, finally. Explain, like it, explain this it to me. It came out like two years ago, and I finally got one. So, yeah, I just won a 5S, and um, I... Uh, it's not like it was supply-constrained in Italy. Uh, I've seen a lot of people with the 5S. So... Um, Today, I had some free time, and we went to the Apple Store, and I, and I got one. Space Gray, 16 gig. 16 gig? Yeah. Wow. Come on, man. I'm not rich. Yeah, I know. Did, did you get it off contract? I mean, this stuff's expensive. See, no, it's not on contract. It's unlocked. So it's... Oh. I paid... Yeah, oh. I, paid, I paid 17, 729 euros. Seriously, For, is that how much yeah. it is? Oh my yeah. god, Federico, no wonder you got so 16. You, and it's another wow. 100 euros if you want the 32 gig. Yeah, because I, I don't like contracts. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. Yeah, so uh, as you can see, Mike, I had a reason to, to, <laughs> to, to buy the, cheaper, the cheapest version. Something interesting for me, though. My iPhone's practically full, and I've got a 32 now, and I've, this is the first 32 that I've had. Oh, what did you put in it? Um, a, a lot of a lot of games. Uh, you put all the all the Toka Salon apps, uh, <laughs> right? All the Toka Boca Studios. The Toka Boca, yeah. Um, no, I've, I've been putting a lot more music on there. Um, I think that's it, really. You know, I noticed that. So the, I read a lot of art, uh, of articles about Touch ID. You know, uh, how to train Touch ID to better recognize your finger. Uh, and all the kind of stuff, and I was really curious to 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 try it out, and I, and I see it now. I, I get the point because I, I was like five minutes in, and 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 it, and it already wanted two fingers. I, I mean, two fingers. What do you mean? Yeah, because you know, <laughs> come come on, man. No, I'm not being <laughs> like that. I'm like, what, yeah. What do you mean? You have to try it twice? No, I I had to to add the same finger twice. Because I guess it depends on on the kind of orientation that you use to to, to, to like to. Has that tap. actually helped you though? Because I yeah. I have five separate fingers. Like uh, no, l- let me be clear. Like you have five fingers for five different fingers, or five uh, like uh, options for the same finger in I, the settings. Right. I have um, the middle finger, ring, uh, index finger and thumb on my left hand, and my thumb mm-hmm. and my index finger on my right hand. I have five separate fingerprints in Touch ID. So w- when I set it up for the first time, I took it out of the box, and, uh, and I started the, the, the setup process, and, uh, and it asked me to, to scan my fingerprint, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I added my thumb, my right thumb, as, as the first finger in the Touch ID settings. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was in my bedroom. I went in the kitchen to show uh, my girlfriend the Touch ID thing, and it failed. <laughs> and I was like, oh, look how good it is. Failed. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like, it gave the, the little animation in the lock screen that it's like, and, and it doesn't unlock. So, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, gee. And she's like, oh, wow, you spent 700 euros for this. <laughs> and, um, 
And so I went back to the bedroom and I, and, I, and I sat down and I opened the settings and I added the same finger again uh, as, as finger two in the settings. You know, there's finger one, finger two, finger three, etc. In, in the list of yep. the settings app. So I added the same finger, only like slightly tilted to, to, the, to, the, to the left. Okay. Because, because I realized that when I, when I take my phone out of my pocket, I, like I place my thumb in a very uh, strange position. Mm-hmm. It's like all to, to, the, to, to the left. So um, I tried. And now it's, uh, I mean, uh, um, I've tried maybe 50 times already. And it always worked. I haven't so, had so when I say that, that he wanted two fingers, that's what I that's what I yeah, what I meant. Sure. In the settings, it was yeah. Come on. I haven't yeah. had to do that. I haven't yeah. had to add more. <laughs> I than guess one. you're just better than me. I don't know. Uh, this is I need to. We need to move away from this topic. We're like, we're but yeah, it's it's a nice phone. It's fast. Yeah. Uh, I I've taken a bunch of pictures. They look good. And uh, now I'm in the process of moving my apps back to the phone because every time I get a new phone. I don't restore from a backup because uh, I have this weird theory that restoring from backups puts a lot of junk back into your phone. Mm. So especially now that I'm moving from a 32-bit model to a 64-bit, I just wanted to start fresh and clean, you know. Okay, new. well, we're going to see how much your phone crashes then because yeah, is this, is this a people threat? say to me that the reason my phone is so bad is because I restore from a backup, which I I personally fail to believe is the reason i think that it's a that, that that's an understandable reason i don't i don't buy it but or, or my argument is more than not necessarily well i shouldn't have to restore my phone for that to be i don't think that that i should have to restore my phone for that to fix it i feel like that the preferred way the best way should be to restore from a backup because that's what apple want you to do so they should be that that should be optimized, I think. Personally, I'm sure it's not that easy. Please don't hurt me, everyone. Have you discovered, Mike, the person behind the, the, the Mike phone Twitter account? No, but I think I have a good idea who it is. But the person, oh, yeah? the person who I think it is, I also don't know who they are. I don't know their real identity. So 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 when you when you finally figure out what are you gonna do? Are you gonna like find this person I'm gonna hug him? I'm gonna dox them. You gonna you gonna what? You gonna dox them <laughs> like 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 on four chan? Yeah. Like how do you know these words by the way? You ever been on the internet too much, Mike? Uh, it's when with all the Darth thing, you know. You must have seen this. Oh right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like how you say it. Can you say it again? Dox. No, no. Darth. Dude, using. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the new Mac Pro, hooray, Federica! How many Mac yeah. Pros have you bought? Uh, you know, uh, let me let me count them. Um, nine, nine, like, nine like, Mac Pros. Wow, like the like the like the dwarves. Yeah, like like the story Cinderella and then what, what's what's their name? Is it seven or no, nine? It's not, by the way. No, right. Okay, so <laughs> Cinderella and the nine dwarves. <laughs> okay, was I, it nine? No, come I on, think tell it's me. Snow White and the seven dwarves. <laughs> So, as you can guess, I wasn't really into <laughs> these kind of stories when I was a kid. Clearly, clearly. I watched Power Rangers. Okay, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> so, uh, you have... I don't have a Mac Pro. You basically have $27,000 worth of Mac Pros minimum around you right now. No. 
Not really. I'm just waiting for the for the Syracuse review. Well, so this is the interesting thing, right? So basically what we've got is the Mac Pro is going on sale tomorrow as we record this, which is the 19th of December. Um, it's starting at $2,999. Um, that's still the standard configuration, uh, which has a, th- a 3.7 gigahertz quad-core Xeon E5 processor, dual AMD Fire Pro D300 GPUs, 12 gigabytes of RAM, um, and well, that's, a, that's a lot of that's a lot of words. Yeah, Two hundred and fifty-six gigabytes of flash storage doesn't really seem like enough in a computer that powerful. Um, and then obviously there are multiple configuration options. Um, so the main thing I'm going to do tomorrow, I'm going to find out how expensive I can make one. It's the best thing to do with a Mac Pro. Oh yeah, basically <laughs> like, give it everything and see how see how much you can make how expensive you can make it. But I guess the real interesting thing, and I'm sure that we'll probably talk about this a little bit next week if it is interesting enough, is what are Apple going to do in regards to the Retina display or the 4K display? I don't think there's much point going into it now because most people listening to this show already know the answer to that question. But there you go. So we'll 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 be watching that with bated breath, won't we, Federica? Me and you. <laughs> Uh, I don't think that the Mac Pro discussion really should continue past this point with me and you. I don't think we're the target market. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, so let's take uh, a break. Unless you have please. anything else you want to say. Me? Yeah, about the Mac Pro. About the Mac Pro? Um, Does it run iOS? That's why. It, <laughs> it's got a nice color. Black? Yeah. It looks it's, it it's, does it's look a, really good. It's a great black. I'm looking forward to seeing one in, in, in person. Because I've I've not obviously, um, I'm I'm interested to see how big they are. Like I, I, I just want to touch it, you know. Yeah. Because I, like like I want to I want to see like like the edges. Like I think that it's really comfortable to to hold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't really care, Mike. <laughs> that's absolutely fine. So let's let's carry on with the show. Before we do that, <laughs> I'm let's, sorry, Mike. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I mean, I feel like we had to mention it, but I don't think that. It's, yeah. You know. That important for me or you. I want to take a moment to thank our friends over at Squarespace for sponsoring this episode. They are the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TallyHo12. Squarespace is always doing great work to make sure that their platform stays up to date and they're always adding new features, new designs, and making their support even greater. They have beautiful templates that you can start with and tons of other style options for you to adjust, tweak, and craft your own space online. Squarespace takes care of everything. They take care of hosting, SEO, and making your site look fantastic on any device as they feature responsive web design right out of the box. It's really, really easy to use and really easy to learn, but if you need any help, they have over 70 dedicated employees on their customer care team based in New York City. Squarespace have recently brought uh, brought out two brand new iOS apps. They have Squarespace Blog, which allows you to uh, post to your blog on the go. Um, You can make draft posts you can schedule posts too you can also manage and monitor comments too um, when you create your posts you can use their layout engine system it's fully integrated with that it allows you to easily format text or markdown and you can tap and drag images all within the post all within the app and you can modify detailed post settings as well if you want and they also have their new squarespace metrics app too which allows you to monitor website analytics page views and unique visitors and they also give you projections for this stuff and also charts as well this is all available to you right at your fingertips as i said earlier you can try out squarespace for free no credit card required and if you decide to sign up and purchase it starts at just eight dollars a month and includes a free domain name if you sign up for more than a year 
And make sure that you get 10% off and support the show by using the code TALLYHO12. It's T-A-L-L-Y-H-O-1-2. That's going to not only get you 10% off, as I mentioned, but it's also going to support the prompt and all of 5x5. Thanks so much to Squarespace. Mike. Yeah. What are you going to do for New Year's Eve? Um, I'm not sure yet. Um, there's, I have a, I have a couple, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a couple of options. Um, and I'm thinking that I might go to a nightclub. Um, I was mm, going to nice. say the name of the place but thought that that might be a bit creepy. Yeah. Um, mm. there's a, a, a really cool nightclub that I like in, in London that plays the type of music that me and you enjoy, Federico. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really big okay. nightclub and it's split over a couple of floors and, uh, yeah, I might go there because I've never been there at New Year's and I think that it would be a lot of fun. What about mm. you, Federico? I bet you're going to have d- lots and lots of bunga bunga parties, right? Is that <laughs> How do you say? Bunga bunga? <laughs> no, no. Come on, it's bunga bunga. Bunga bunga. Bunga bunga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bunga bunga. <laughs> I'm British. That's how we would say that word. <laughs> yeah. No, it's bunga bunga. And uh, uh, no, I won't have any of that. Um, well, let me rephrase. Th- that would be nice. But I don't think that I will have any of that. Uh, I don't have any plans yet. I don't know. I guess that I'm gonna maybe have dinner with some friends, then go to to like crash some crash a party in Viterbo. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We maybe. have one more episode before New Year's Eve, though. We do. Mm-hmm. So w- wait, New Year's is uh, it's it's a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We need to talk about if we're going to record our show on the regular day. We we should do it live. Nope. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so next week we are actually recording an episode, aren't we? Yes, Federica? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, I I will be stuffed with food, but but yeah. If I can can talk, I think we're recording on, on Thursday rather than Wednesday. If I will gain back the ability to talk after all the food that I, that I will Consume. inject in my body. Inject? <laughs> yeah, from the mouth. Apple <laughs> continues to add uh, features back into <laughs> iOS 7 accessibility options. So um, this has been a bit of talk this week that um, iOS 7.1 came out um, and as part of iOS 7.1 we see uh, that there's borders being added back to buttons as an accessibility option. So we're, we're breaking the NDA here. Um, we're not breaking it. I'm merely reporting what I have read. I am. I have not installed or used iOS 7.1. You sure? 100% sure. I've not used 7.1 at all. Okay. I have, by the way, on my iPad mini. Okay. Yeah, I, I've but actually not. Not, not, the, not the main one, the old one. I don't, I don't use the point versions for, for betas i only use like the you know the new ios releases and okay in beta state beta beta state um so marco wrote some stuff about this uh friend of the show uh, steve aquino wrote some stuff about this too um obviously steve comes from it with the uh you know the accessibility stuff in mind so that's, that's his it's the sort of stuff that he covers which and he covers that in great detail um, but basically, I wanted to, to pick out something that Marco uh, mentioned, Federico, and I want to I want to get your take on this. Um, I have a, a tweet as well that I'm going to refer to of yours in regards mm-hmm. to this. 
So um, in, in a post um, from on, on Marco.org, uh, Marco basically uh, says that if, that basically, you know, we're seeing a bunch of stuff being added back in to, to iOS 7 in the accessibility. So, you know, uh, borders were removed from buttons. Now borders are coming back, which would suggest that for accessibility reasons, borders are required. Um, and, you know, and there's obviously some, some thinking around that. Basically, Marco says that if iOS 8 can't remove any of these functions from the accessibility, then iOS 8 has been a design failure. And, and my understanding from this and the way that I took this was Apple are adding these things back in to make the OS more usable to people that um, find it harder to use. Um, so therefore, like maybe saying that iOS 7 is less usable to everyone in on aggregate than previous versions of iOS. So what Marco is saying is that with the change, if we if we allow, I, he may not be saying this, but if we allow iOS 7 to pass, you know, for whatever reason, Apple made the changes they made, maybe they didn't have enough time to fully think everything through. It's me merely like pontificating that if iOS 8 comes around and they can't address some of these issues in that, you know, they take these items don't need to be accessibility options anymore because the OS has been refined to the level where it's now working. That if Apple can't do this, then iOS 8 has been a design failure. Now, Federica, how do you feel about this? Um, Tell me. I don't know. Uh, I guess that you really... It's hard to redesign an OS that's so widely used and so entrenched in, in the in the in the in the minds of people and, and and the muscle memories of people. After all these years, you change something that that in theory isn't a big deal because I mean you change the shape of a button. It doesn't sound like a big deal, but it actually is a big deal because people are using buttons all the time on the screen. And you have to strike a balance between do I change because I feel it's better to change and it's better after all these years to shake things up a little bit? Or do you and, and do you redesign with a with a with a kind of user who doesn't need accessibility features on, on a phone? Or do you redesign thinking that maybe eventually you will put those features back? I don't think that it's a, that that it's so easy to to. I wouldn't say that 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 if Apple can fix these things, iOS eight will be a design failure. iOS seven will be a design failure. I think that it's really hard to to because obviously maybe iOS six like and I'm just thinking out loud here, Mike. Um, yeah, this is a really complex issue. It is, and um, because. Speaking from my personal experience, I don't need the accessibility features. Uh, I never used one. And I, I, when I was back in iOS 4, 5, and 6, I never used any of the accessibility features, but clearly there were some people who did. And now these people have more options. So if you look from an accessibility perspective, having more options, in theory, sounds like a good thing, right? Because you have more options that allow you modify the OS in, in, in more ways. But the problem is that the foundation of the OS has changed 
So before you didn't have to turn on an option for buttons because buttons were more usable by everyone. But what I'm asking is, do the people who don't need the accessibility features really find iOS 7 that unusable? That's my question. That's the tweet that you're referring to. Yeah, your yours your tweet was aside from designers on the internet. How many people have you yeah. seen in real life actually confused by? Yeah, iOS because 7? clearly there are people who need accessibility stuff, and there are people who don't, and and there are people who see color and people who have problems with with colors, and uh, I I uh, it's hard for me to talk about this stuff because I uh, I don't have these problems. But but I but I give the I think that it's one of Apple's top priorities to to get this right the accessibility stuff because if there's one thing that iOS that iOS is is a, is an excellent example of it's the how much they they regard people with with this kind of problems yeah so um when I when I'm when I'm out with my family and with friends. And with other people in real life, like not on the on the internet. When when I'm out with people, I don't see all of this confusion. Like, oh, this is a label or a button. This is blue or black. So sh- sh- should I tap the blue button or should I tap the the black label? I don't see all these problems in real life. So maybe my 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 informal survey of people is limited to my friends. Sure. But I don't see all these people struggling to to understand whether they should tap a, a blue button or a, or a black title bar label. So on the internet, though, people seem really upset about this change, and uh, and uh, so when I when I ask about this problem, I got a lot of replies, and 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 I got a lot of interesting stuff on from from my followers because there were some people, and by some I mean like less than ten. Uh, I, I got like a hundred replies. So um, less than ten told me that their parents, so people older older than us, Mike, like f- uh, people in the forties and fifties, their parents had some problems understanding whether a button was a button or not, because on iOS seven it's just a blue piece of text. So less than ten people told me that that was actually a problem for the parents. Other people, and that's more interesting in my opinion, told me that they had, they had problems understanding how apps worked, like in practice. And, and one of the examples that was brought up by a few people, like five or six people, they told me that they couldn't figure out how to add new item, items to reminders on the iPhone because you have to tap on a blank line, right, to add a new item, a new to-do. To your list. So uh, a few people told me that they couldn't figure out that they could tap. Uh, and that's interesting because maybe the problem is that it's not just the, the buttons uh, like without borders. It's the fact that people are maybe afraid to touch the screen because they fear that something can go wrong. Wait, I'm looking at reminders now. I haven't used it. It's not clear. Like, yeah. It looks like that there's something wrong. And other people told me that they couldn't figure out how to use the Safari tabs on the iPhone because the, because the button to open the tabs, it's not clear. And that they didn't have an idea that those were tabs until the... Uh, I don't know, maybe... Because maybe the interesting the- thing is, the tabs don't actually look like that. So I can see what they're trying to visually represent is the carousel. 
But that's not how they're laid out. Like a lot of people don't know that they, they can scroll to the bottom to, to see yeah. iCloud tabs. Because there's no, there's no indicator that, that you have more content at the bottom. And not just more content, but like a completely different UI because the, the normal tabs are like uh, little windows shrinked in a carousel, right? Mm. Uh, iCloud tabs are like a list of text. So I think it's safe to say then, Federico, and even you're saying it yourself, there are some parts of iOS 7 that, that need, do need yeah. refinement. Yes, but, but I wouldn't call it a design failure because um, I think that in general, the OS is much better than it used to be. So what would you say uh, if these if these issues persist then past past iOS 7 into iOS 8? Like I, th- I think that, that Apple... Uh, I don't think that... I don't know, Mike. Uh, I don't think that all these... Uh, like, as nerds, we tend to overthink problems sometimes. Of course, of course. All the time, not just sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But let's just say sometimes. Okay, let's say sometimes. Because because I'm kind. I'm in a kind mood today. Okay. So let's just, let's just say sometimes. And um, I think that maybe we, we overthink problems, and, and whereas common people, uh, they just use the device. But, 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 but the, the thing about accessibility is that I'm talking to you right now, and I don't have any experience about this stuff. So well, this is uh, this is a topic that, that that we should have somebody with experience to, to talk to, mm. because uh, like I don't see, I don't personally see the big deal about understanding whether you can tap or not, because for the, likely for me, I I have decent eyesight, so I can see, but. I can't completely decide whether this alone can be considered a design failure or not. Because for me, it's not a big deal, but I understand that for some it's a big deal. But is it enough of a big deal to say that iOS 7 is a design failure? I don't know. So let me me sort of say where I I am on this, Federico. Yeah, please. Um, I personally find iOS 7 to look nicer than iOS 6, and I like borderless buttons now. I, I actually quite like the way that this stuff looks. Yeah. Um, and when I use apps that are still iOS 6 optimized or iOS 6 designed, I don't like that as much anymore. My tastes yeah. have changed. Um, obviously, Apple has, has, has helped me along that way, but now it's what I prefer, so that's like fine. Um, would I want to see borders come around those buttons again? If it looks like how they do in the images that I've seen um, of uh, iOS 7.1 beta 2, then no, I don't think it looks as nice. Um, I guess really, you know, what I would say is, and and I, this is this is tricky, and I know that we're both struggling with this because we don't want to upset anyone, right? Yeah. We don't want to offend anyone. No, 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 no. Um, Absolutely. But kind of my, my thing would be, if, if this is the way that Apple wants to go and they want borderless buttons and you need borders around the buttons, having the accessibility option there is good for you because you're able to check it and you can use it that way. And that's great because they've included that now so you'll be able to, to use that and that becomes a lot more clear to you. I don't feel that that means that we then need to roll that back in to the OS. I feel like having that as an accessibility option is great. Leave it there. Just leave it there. That's fine. Yes, Apple is adding more accessibility options as time goes on. That is a potential 
cause for concern? Why do they have to keep adding more and more and more accessibility options? Does that, as Marco's pontificating, and I can kind of understand where he's coming from, does that mean that iOS is becoming less usable? I don't know. However, there are you know many items in the accessibility um, panel, the accessibility screen in in the settings app, which are you know very specific, like have, having the ability to invert colors. Well, that's not going to make its way into the OS. If iOS had always been designed this way, would it have been a design failure? Is it is it possible, Mike? Let me let me ask you this: Is it possible that making the making the OS better and more separated between users who need accessibility and users who don't will eventually, in the end, years from now, make us realize that that was the right decision to make. Like trying to trying to to make the OS usable for everyone maybe doesn't really work out. So it's better to address this kind of stuff with clear and standalone options and settings. Yeah, I, I agree with that to a point, yeah. And at what point do we define trying something really uh, new, like iOS 7, right? So, uh, in, um, Compared to iOS 5 and iOS 6, it's really, you, you can see that it's new and it's different. And trying something bold and different, and it has flaws in the first version, right? But you are trying. And at what point does going back to, to you know, to your, to your computers and coding and improving and improving and improving, and a year later, coming out with iOS 8, Right, which fixes many things, but doesn't lose the the boldness of the design direction. At what point do we change from calling this an improvement to a design failure? Like, can why do we have to to think that that if some, if Apple tries something completely different and and they don't have the time to to make everything perfect, but at least it's something that we're talking about that people are liking because I mean. A lot of users are liking it and are installing iOS 7. But then Apple has the time to, to collect feedback and to see if they don't already know the things that need to be improved. And then they go back to, to, the, to, you know, to the development process and they iterate on the, on the iOS. They have an update next year. They're going to fix stuff. They're going to change something. They're going to improve some aspects. Is that negative? I think that it's that it's a great thing. But what Marker is saying, though, is that if these options from accessibility are removed, it's a design failure. And uh, whereas uh, maybe uh, maybe I see it more like I told you, Mike. Maybe it's better this way. Maybe maybe we don't have to 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 try to to make the US work for everybody, maybe we should have different options for everybody. I don't know. This is really an interesting topic, you know? We we should definitely we should definitely talk about this stuff with Steven too. I agree. Uh, I'm sure there'll be I have no doubt that this is something that we'll get feedback on. Um, yeah because I could talk about this for hours, you know. We don't have hours. No. But I, I would really love to. And um 
I don't know, it's 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 December now, it's almost over, so we got six more months to WWDC, hopefully. Oh man, there are gonna be so many rumors about iOS 8. Yep, I want, um, hmm, I don't want to start talking about it yet though. Yeah, um, it's too soon. Before iOS 8 though, uh, iOS 7. <laughs> yeah. So basically something came out to developers uh, this week um, that uh, iOS 7... Apps, sorry, apps that are going to be requiring updates or submission from February the 1st must be optimized for iOS 7. Now, how were developers told about this, Federico? So, I think that a lot of people are reading too much into this. So, Apple is saying that if you're going to submit an app or an update to an existing app, you have to build against the iOS 7 SDK in, X, in the latest version of Xcode. So it's very likely that on February 1st, by iOS 7, they mean iOS 7.1, which maybe could come out before uh, February. But the thing is, they do this, uh, it's not the first time that Apple is saying, hey, on the App Store, if you want to submit apps, or updates to, to apps you already have on the App Store, you're going to have to use the this version of the OS. What's, what's uh, intriguing about this update, I guess, is the, the use of the word optimized. And, uh, and not just that, but the fact that in the update, they, they say your apps have to be optimized for iOS 7, and they have a link to the UI document right. about iOS 7 interfaces. So some people have said, oh, maybe Apple wants to make sure that it's not just built against the iOS 7 SDK, you're also using the UI conventions of iOS 7. And I don't think that that's a point. Uh, I think I that think they're that... maybe encouraging it. Yeah, uh, like always. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, have, have you seen <laughs> the crap that's on the App Store sometimes? Oh, I've seen it. Do, do you do you really think that people follow Apple's guidelines? They don't. They don't care. <laughs> We're gonna have the same kind of bad visual interface stuff mm-hmm. on the App Store, and and that's a, another completely different topic that we should that we should talk about. Like there are a million apps ra- right now on the App Store. Today, yeah. in this very moment, you can buy a million apps, Mike. If you're like the Queen or, I don't know, Steve Jobs' son, you can buy a million apps. Do you want to buy a million apps, Mike? No. Does Does a phone that can hold a million apps even exist? Probably not, actually. Like the, like the 10 terabyte iPhone. <laughs> I just want the new keyboard in all my apps, Federico. So <laughs> it you're, just means I'm going to get that. You're, you just you just want your keyboard. I just want right? the iOS seven keyboard. I'm fed up if you're looking at the iOS six keyboard. Yeah, that, that's gonna be a nice a nice I guess uh, I guess side of this story. You're gonna yeah. have the keyboard in every app after February first. But by the way, they're not saying that if you have an app on the App Store that hasn't been updated, you have to update it. That's not the point because I've seen some people say, "Oh, so all the all these old apps are gonna are gonna go away and get an iOS seven UI." No, that's not the point. And I don't think that uh, old apps are going anywhere because Apple doesn't care. And because I don't know, but I haven't read the terms of service and the developer agreement in in depth. But I guess that Apple can really remove an app that's on the App Store. Yeah, they can. If you don't, if you don't know, if you don't do anything wrong, they can just go and pull an app. 
Uh, right? I think that they can, you know. Like if two years ago, I, I made an app, I released it and I never updated it. Can Apple remove that app at some point? I think that you're under. We should talk. We should talk to a lawyer, Mike. Yeah, about this. A lawyer will tell you that yes, of course, Apple have said that because in the instance where they might one day need to, hmm. of course they put yeah, that maybe. in the agreement. You know. Yeah, but I don't think they will. I don't think they will. Well, they, you know, we've shown time and time again that they don't do really do that. Um, and I mean, if if you if you search for an app right now on the on the iOS seven app store, you're gonna see all the ugly iOS five and iOS six apps cluttering your search results. Indeed you will. Yeah. I, I, the other day I needed to I needed to find an app to like to count my uh, l- like 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 a like a tally, right? Yeah. So I ended up getting of course Greg Pierce's app. You know, to the tally counter for the iPhone. Yeah. But uh, as I was scrolling through uh, the app store on, on my iPhone, which, by the way, is still using that insane card layout, I saw, man, I saw so many ugly things and icons and screenshots. Oh, yeah, there, there are, seriously, there are some, some apps that are just so bad. Like, I, I wanted to smash my phone. You were that angry? I didn't. I, yeah, I was so angry because they were so ugly. They were so, like... I don't know. They were just wrong. And I wanted to smash my phone, but then I remembered that, that I can't leave without a phone. And you and just bought a new one too. You can't smash so, that so, one. So, 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 No, because I got to give it to... I, I, I'm going to give my iPhone 5 to my mom. Huh. And I'm going to... Uh, yeah, and I'm going to get my, my dad an iPad. Look at you. Yeah, Who's I'm a, just handing out iOS devices. Just throwing them around, just making it rain <laughs> iOS devices. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wanna I wanna turn my parents into Mac Stories readers. That's my secret plan. Right. So, <laughs> no, actually, I don't. Uh, I just want I just wanna give my mom a decent iPhone because she's using my old and broken iPhone four. See, she has a problem with the home button, Mike, on an iPhone four. Yeah. So, uh, and and I wanna and I wanna give a nice present to my dad because he's tired of using a Windows PC. Oh, you couldn't convert him to iPad only. Yeah, Ooh, <laughs> that's gonna be fun for you, Federico. Yeah, so I ex- I expect Where's to spend. Where's Microsoft Office? No, he doesn't use Office. Where's he's, he's smart Paint? enough to n- n- to not use Office. He uses Google. Uh, what's the name? Drive. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's my kind of guy. Yeah, you should hang out. I'm going to. <laughs> Remember, I'm, we're, I'm bringing my yeah. family to meet your family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Federico. Mike. Thank you so much for being here today with me. Yeah, sure. No problem, man. And uh, we're going to be back next week. Um, I hope that you all have a fantastic uh, holiday time. Uh, Federico, uh, happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you. Oh, to you as well, Mike. Um, and if you'd like to catch up with Federico on the internet, go to maxstories.net. And he's also at Fichichi. V I T I C C I on Twitter. And I am iMike, I am Y K E. As I mentioned, our good buddy and uh, co host, Mr. Stephen Hackett. You can find him at 512pixels.net. I might actually be writing for him this week, Federico. Oh, 
Try try not to put out too many typos. I can't promise that. You're going to have to proofread everything for me. Yeah, okay. That's a plan. So I'm going to post this episode onto 512pixels and I'm, I might write a couple of things or put some links up or stuff for him. Um, as I sometimes look after the site f- first even when he's away. I don't really know why he trusts me with it, but um, it's nice that he does. Um, and I am iMike. I am I-M-Y-K-E. I think I already said that. Um, and Stephen <laughs> is also on Twitter. He is ISMH at ISMH. We'll be back next week for another episode of The Prompt. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Arrivederci.